<laughs> Hello, everybody out there. This is Stefan of the Superhouse Podcast with Maddie from the Superhouse Podcast. <laughs> and you're listening to Heavy Rotation. This is Heavy Rotation. Maddie and I are here talking some music. Yeah. Talking about some albums we listened to this last week. It's been, we skipped a couple weeks, I think, on the heavy rotate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, so now we're catching up, and we've got a couple albums we want to chat about. Um, yeah. The first of which being um, Voice of the Void by the band, the Vancouver band Ancients Two Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I think. They got a really yes, cool logo. Yeah. I dig their logo. And after that, we're going to talk about the album Burst by the band, by the Belgium, Belgium band? Um, yeah, they're Belgian. Uh, uh, Brutus by Brutus. Um, so to kick it off, we're going to talk about Ancients. I suggested this one to Matty for this episode. What would you think about Voice of the Void, Matty? I enjoyed it. Um, I remember listening to their first one a little bit. And I was like, yeah. this is cool. And then as a, a listener of all musics, things get in the way of other things sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. either a bigger band comes out or someone recommends something to you that you haven't. And you're just like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Um, so I remember hearing that that first one a little bit and being like, oh, this is cool. And then um, so you recommended this one. And I was initially the front cover the album cover is fucking great <laughs> like just that illustration on yeah, the front is so good amazing. so demonic looking yeah, i love it um listening to uh, now just getting into the band i listened to the album all the way through once and then i went back before this and just kind of shuffled mm-hmm. and it was a shuffle between um this the album we're reviewing and then their first one so i had to like pay attention when i was reading because i'd be like oh mm-hmm. this one sounds a little different um but um, I like it. I just, it's a little, like, it gets a little too Mastodon-y for me. And then it makes me want to listen yeah. to Mastodon. Um, yeah. But I will say that I do, uh, musically, I think it's really good. I think the vocalist, I like his vocals on the first album. Yeah, I don't know if too. they changed vocals, vocalists or not. I'm not super familiar. But uh, I do feel like they've kind of uh, taken a little bit of the, uh, the like, the, just that Mastodon sound a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the things that stood out to me is they do definitely have some Tool vibe going on in a lot of their songs, but oh. I feel like they kind of lose some of that to get more of the Mastodon rock sound. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. I enjoy it. I just it's it's very similar to those groups. So if you dig like Mastodon, but I feel like their first one kind of had more of like I don't know like that kind of desert rock kind of vibe to the yeah. vocals, and yeah. I really dug that because it was kind of cool to hear like this kind of like. Uh, heavy metal kind of guitar work but with like that kind of vocal over it and I was like this is cool man like I dig this and the new one it just it got a little too familiar with uh, like I just felt like some of the songs I was like oh this is almost Mastodon but the guitar is different and yeah. the drumming's different Yeah. Uh, but the vocals but I think musically they're fucking great uh, I like a lot of their compositions sometimes I think their songs can be a little too long cause mm-hmm. I was listening to Ibexi or whatever the name of that fucking track is and I think oh. it's like nine minutes, but like the good portion, like the beginning's really good, the middle's great, and then I think at the end it just kind of like wanders off and just slowly fades out, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, you could have cut That's like ours. two minutes off yeah. that song, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, 
but I, I do like it. It's good to put on. Like I just like I was listening. Like both times I've listened to it, I've just been reading and listening to it. So um, yeah, uh, I did enjoy it. I think it's one of those that I kind of like with uh, kind of like a, what's that other band? Chemist is that Chemist? Yeah, they're from Denver or whatever. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this sounds like this, and it's just like I think it's gonna be one of those bands like. Give me like a couple of years, and I'll go back and be like, Stephen H. This was incredible. Oh I don't, I don't know why I wasn't on this train before, but I've been listening yeah. to a lot of stuff recently, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's good. It's solid. It's solid yeah. fucking metal, man. But it's just like it yeah. doesn't have that oomph. That's like, oh, this shit's fucking incredible for me right now. But yeah. I, I will say that like I did enjoy it. I think like the musicianship throughout it is great. They can write good songs. Um, Mm-hmm. Only complaint is sounds a little too much like Macedon and uh, overly long songs. Uh, so, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, it's enjoyable. All pretty long, yeah. If you're a fan of Macedon and you kind of just want something within that vein of like what they yeah. do, and you've listened to the Emperor of Sand like over and over again, and you're just yeah. like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, like I've listened to it too much. Ancients is a good like backup band, man. Like if you dig that Macedon, that sound, that kind of. Cause they've almost kind of mastered that like Atlanta metal sound, even though they're from yeah. like Vancouver. Cause they got yeah. a lot of that like vibe in it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it was fun to listen to. It's nice to like when you recommend something, just to be like, oh cool, I'm kind of listening to my own shit right now. So it's yeah. great to like have another influence. So yeah, I this uh, the first album I didn't listen to that much. I listened to a little bit of it, and I was like, man, you know, it's kind of like passable to me at first. I want to go back and listen to it again. Um, but this one, it was like recommended. I go go through like the best metal albums so far, like lists and shit. Mm-hmm. And that was on there. And I was like, should I give Ancients another try? And like um, listening to this, it does. It definitely does have those comparisons to Mastodon. It feels like Crack the Sky or something. You know, it seems like they're just kind of like retooling that kind of sound in a lot of ways. Um, but I also feel like their sound is like evolving. It just feels like. You know, they're kind of like Ex Mortis. I don't know if you ever listened to them, but they kind of take that yeah. like power thrash kind of metal sound, and they just have fun with it. Like they're not reinventing the wheel, but they have a lot of fun with it, and they're creative with it. And I feel like Ancients is doing this with that kind of sound. And for me, it's always like, how many more fucking uh, albums in this vein can I find this year? You know what I mean? I just want more and more and more. I love the progressive yeah. elements to it, and. You know, the, the, this album is a lot more death metal kind of sounding than the first album, um, mm-hmm. and I like that. I really like, like, really like technical death metal, especially in the drums and the rhythm guitar, like real chunky kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and the lead guitarist, uh, what the fuck is his name? I just had him. Friday. <laughs> um, Kenny Cook, I think is well. There's two of them, Chris Dick or Dyke. And Kenny Cook, one of them is a phenomenal. I mean, they're both great guitarists, but one of them, the solos on this album are like amazing. Um, and it is kind of an over-the-counter kind of version of like a Mastodon album in a lot of ways, not any bad ways, you know. But yeah, um, Emperor of Sand does end, and it's a pretty short album. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's nice and like you know, like what you're saying, I totally can understand like feeling like some of the songs are long. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, it's just like, like pile it on, you know what I mean? It's just this like monster of an album. Um, the first time I listened to it all the way through was on like a road trip on these windy mountain roads and shit. And it was like, yeah, fucking incredible. So I, I, I think the album's kind of a masterpiece. I'm really into it and, yeah, um, cool. highly recommended. I'm glad you listened to it. I was glad to 
recommend it for this um, motherfucking podcast. <laughs> um, I hear yeah. a weird. I don't know what else to say about this album. I really loved it. Yeah. I really like the art, the sound and tone of it. I'm trying to like. I'm constantly trying to find albums within the same type of vein. Um, you know, like that Chemist album, like you're saying, Hunted is kind of like this. You know, I like. I like my I like the fantasy metal that's not overly fantasy, you know, and it's just kind of like I mean, I guess like Mastodon, you know what I mean? They kind of like played around in the fantastical, but it is pretty down to earth and bluesy and shit, so um there's definitely a lot of influence there and Canadians are great. Russia's from Canada, so you know they oh, must Russia have plenty so of time to practice up there in the BC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But um yeah, Kenny Cook Chris Dyke or Dick, no offense. Um, and bassist Aaron Boone, bassist Aaron Boone Gustafson, and drummer Mike Haney. Names of those folks. Ancients, check that out. Voice of the Void, son. Sweet. I give yeah. it. I give it nineteen fives. <laughs> there's no official there's no official uh scorekeeping method on yeah. as of yet <laughs> so we're just gonna say a hundred million uh butt plugs <laughs> oh wow that's a lot of butt, butt plugs <laughs> um yeah i enjoyed it that's all i can say you know uh, i liked yeah. it i just it rips it rips at times it rips um before we go on the next album you've been listening to anything new lately that's been also yeah. been pretty good uh yeah i've been listening to uh the death the death grips um uh their album uh the money store um and they're like uh, mm-hmm. they're like uh experimental rap i guess is what you can call them yeah but yeah. Um, I'd listen to some of their stuff, and some of it's kind of like got a lot of noise elements, and I was like, I don't know, and like yeah. <laughs> some the drum hits are like really intense sometimes, and it's not really like good drumming. So I was like, this is interesting, okay. And then I was out at a Half Price Books, and they had a big sale, and I was like, I always like the cover to this because it's just very, just a very interesting cover, and I was like, oh, it's only yeah. five bucks, and it's like twenty percent off. So I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And this, I love this record, man. Like the beats on it are fucking great. It's almost like. And I'm not super familiar with Death Grips, so maybe there's another album like this. But from what I've heard of them and then this album, it seems like they were like, hey, let's make like the most mainstream record we can within our like yeah. within our sound yeah and um it's cool man i really like it i think the lyrics are really good um i haven't really like dove deep into the like lyrics and some of the words that are used i'm like i don't know i don't get that it's i'm yeah. not from that life so um yeah you know uh but i've been listening to that and then i picked up this other band called shearwater which i guess is like the lead singer of or a member of okerville river uh-huh. and like some other guy and they just wanted to kind of make like a rock band and it's good it's yeah. the, the that album's called animal joy and i it's kind of like if if springsteen was in an indie band you know yeah. like and uh-huh. listen to like indie like i mean indie music you're, bit, you're, um, you're side note you're a big fan of bruce springsteen right oh yeah i love fucking bruce springsteen love him yeah i mean well, some of his later albums i don't think are like that good um like yeah. i you know I, I think he just like my biggest problem with Springsteen as later stuff is that he got too much money and too popular. So he's like kind of like everything I've read about him is a super perfectionist. So I think he's yeah. just like, oh, well, what if I put this 
like if I put the saxophone here or I put this instrument here or I do this and it's just like I don't know it's sometimes I'm like just you know just chill the fuck out man just like fucking just like let it flow you know but yeah you know he's also a genius he didn't get where he was today because he made bad music so you know I'm over here you know done nothing with my life so you know yeah, yeah. but um, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen album I've never really gotten oh. into him um, I would say if you're gonna start off with him, um, I would. The album that drew me in, I'd always loved the front cover for Nebraska. I remember like being at Walmart with my dad yeah. and like having money to buy like a new CD or something because I like mowed the yard yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I always like Back I was. And I'd always liked like um, uh, "Born in the USA" is a very overplayed song, but like once you listen to the lyrics, it's really funny that when we play that song because it's all about like how shitty like a lot of the u.s shit is and like going yeah. to war for like no good reason and like people did like it's a great like the lyrics are really good but people just play it because of the chorus and they're like yeah more than the, you yeah. know that kind of bullshit so the jukebox. Um, yeah um but um like so i really liked i listened to born in the usa that record a lot um so um i was really familiar with that but nebraska just had this black and white cover it was just like kind of like a punk rock cover you know yeah. and i was like i don't know like what this out what's this album all about but it was always like 16 bucks and that was like my 20 dollars. you know so it's like do i buy like try to get a video game or like a toy or you know it was like vice versa <laughs> yeah. like what should i buy um so i was i was working at half price books and it came in and i was like you know what i like i really like like dancing in the dark and there's like some other other like his like hits or whatever that you hear all the time on the radio yeah. and i was like I wonder if like there's like hidden gems on these albums. So I got Nebraska, which I don't maybe have like a hit on it. I don't think yeah. it did, but it was just like it's just like him. Apparently, it's like a four-track recorder, and like some most of them are demos, and they were polished up a little bit. But he like gave it to the E Street Band, and from rumors is they apparently have like they recorded Nebraska as like Springsteen and the E Street Band, and it's like in like circles of, mu of music lovers it's called electric nebraska is like what it's been dubbed and apparently it's some yeah. somewhere it exists but he hasn't released it because i guess the guitarist was oh, like wow. uh his guitarist was just like dude like this album's great by itself you don't need us so they convinced him to yeah. release it like that and that's the first time like because he was oh, coming wow. off of like uh i forget like what album he like released that after like he, he was like became a hit he had hits maybe it was after the river or something so um mm -hmm. He uh, like he released and it's the first time like an artist had ever done that like released this like so like solo acoustic record like right after him and the E Street Band released this like you know double LP or whatever you know so yeah um, but I would say start with Nebraska if you kind of just want the the folky Springsteen and not so much the rock and roll Springsteen that he's kind of yeah. known for yeah. um, I would yeah. start I would start with Nebraska um, and then I would go Darkness on the Edge of Town which is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, next to Nebraska, um, I would do. After that, I would follow it up with Tunnel of Love, which is like him going through a divorce, and yeah. it's got like an '80s feel to it, but it's like in a cool. good way. But it's like all yeah. those songs are like super catchy, super singable. You can sing them; it's so great. Uh, um, and then, but I think uh, one that I've come to love um, that I didn't like was his first record, Greetings from Ashbury Park, New Jersey, because. It's yeah. got a weird because he was trying to do like a lot of like Dylan esque stuff, so his vocals are kind of weird on that one. And then, yeah, um, the follow up to that um, are kind of weird. But I love just because it's like there's a weird like chaoticness to it. Like there's just so much going yeah. on um, just musically yeah. in there. Like he has all these ideas, you know, and like you know he didn't like. I don't think he really got a sound to like Darkness on the Edge of Town. So um, 
because they kind of tone that stuff down. But I, like, uh, there's I really love Greetings from Ashbury Park. There's a lot of cool songs. It's almost like a bunch of hippies playing rock music, you know, like, but like, yeah. you know, but they're kind of like rough hippies, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like, but, uh, <laughs> you know, those are like my favorites um, out of it. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I like the river and that's a, uh, I got to see him perform all of the river, which was cool. Yeah, you saw, but you saw that recently, kind of, right? Yeah, I think it was like a year ago now, or coming up on a year. Like my friends at Half Price Books, I was leaving, and uh, they got me the tickets. But it, it was like kind of a weird kind of like farewell present. But it was just supposed to be a present from the store because they know of my love for Bruce Springsteen because I would play him every time yeah. I worked. So um, yeah, they all they all got together and bought me a ticket, and uh, we can. You know, can never repay oh, that, awesome. man. That's yeah. That's uh, it was yeah. a great place to. It was a great group of people to work with, and I miss it a lot. But Where there was, was like that in Louisville. Yeah, there was just like no forward momentum within that company. Like they can't open enough stores, and like I tried yeah. to transfer, but they're usually going to give that job to someone who works within their store because they know the clientele. And like I get that. I'm not like like yeah. bitter over it. And you know, it's just like you know. You lost good employees because you're not expanding, and I don't know why. I'm not the company, but yeah, you know, whatever. But those people were really great. Some of them have since moved to other cities, other states, have moved on in other jobs, and want nothing but the best for those guys and everyone else who still works there. Don't get trapped there. There are better things, <laughs> but there's some good people there, and it was a good. It was a great. Probably one of the better jobs. I'd say that, and then like the exchange in Chicago were probably my two favorite jobs of all time. Like just. Yeah. That was a cool place, uh, the exchange. How long did you work there? Yeah, probably like three years. The exchange, yeah. and then three years at Half Price Books. So Fuck, I'm, I'm usually yeah. like, yeah. I'm usually like a three year, maybe going on to the fourth year, and then I go, man, it's time to change. <laughs> Need yeah, something totally. different. Need to make more money. I'm usually about a year, um, but I'll probably, if I don't decide I want to do anything else, I'll probably just stay at the place I'm at now. Cool. For, yeah. For a while, who knows. And then, uh, old. <laughs> yeah. And then I picked up, uh, Yaysayers, uh, Odd Blood on LP, um, which came out in like 2010. And I remember Jan yeah. like fucking like randomly hearing I it, like someone played it at the exchange or something. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And then I just fucking fell in love with that record, yeah. man. And I hadn't listened to it in probably since 2010. So that's like seven years I haven't heard a record. But I put it on, I was like, this album's fucking genius, man. This is like in my yeah. top albums of all time now it's so yeah. fucking sad but so weird and electronic and like yeah. poppy but I was super I was, depressing relationship album I had, yeah I had just had broken up with a girl right a little after that album came out and then when I, I was listening to it all the time I was listening to it at my job and yeah it was weird it was actually when I transitioned from working at Potbelly to the Whistler it was like all around that same time uh, yeah. So I was heading from just like kind of like a menial fat food kind of job to into like actual bars and restaurants and stuff. And it was awesome because I was all torn up over this girl. But at the same time, I had this like whole new job going and everything was like, you know, it was turning up. So there was a lot of that. The sound of that album was like really, you know, like hip and and now in the moment and emotional. And it was like. That, that and a few handful of albums were like, you know, my soundtrack to that time that I recall, you know, a lot of, um, what's that one group, uh, they did the theme for Portlandia. Oh, I know. I have no idea. Is it? I don't, oh, yeah. I, I've never, I've only watched like, I've only watched like snippets of that show. I've never watched it all the way through. Yeah. 
But I think you would know the group if you heard them. They've done stuff for Adult Swim and whatever. Hmm. Uh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. I just want to know their name for a second. But anyway, um, there was like... Uh, that album was good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, I think maybe you were the one listening to it. And I... Or like I remember the video for Matter Red came out and had Kristen Bell in it. And oh, she's like dating... Sure. She's dating that weird little meatball puppet weird thing and I think yeah. Adult Swim I think you're right Adult Swim probably played this video they were like directed like I don't remember but you were like oh check this out or something and I was just enamored by that video and I was like this is yeah. so weird and so cool and then like the lyrics of that song are just like so fucking sad dude yeah it's totally. just like uh, cause it's like when you watch that little ma- that little meat guy that's like it's basically that song's like there's better guys out there for you I'm not that good I'm not good enough for you <laughs> and it's like oh my god this is so fucking sad <laughs> you know like I don't know I love that record though it's so yeah. good yeah. Uh, but I, I love yeah. when uh, bands can uh, like make really sad songs but then also be like no it's so poppy and I can sing yeah, along to it so well to it. it was such yeah. a dancey album too like it made you feel good to feel bad <laughs> right yeah, um, the, the 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 group I was thinking about, or the dude I was thinking about beforehand, was Washed Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I remember. Was also I was listening to a lot of Washed Out, a lot of Yay Sayer, a lot of I was listening to Blue by Joni Mitchell. Damn. Um, I was listening to th- Thursday at the time had that Kill the House Lights or whatever. Oh yeah. Album Kill the whatever. Um, I love that song Voices on a String. It's oh, almost yeah. like super poppy metalcore, but I fucking love it so much. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I remember that was a good time, man. And I was making music, a lot of electronic music at the time, so I was listening to a lot of my own shit, um, which was also nice and indulging. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hell yeah. Um, anyway, you want to move on to Brutus? Yeah. Cool. Uh, go, I'll let you go ahead. And okay, cool. Um, all right, we're going to do, um, hold on, let me pull up my shit. Sorry, my phone turned off. Uh, we're going to listen to Brutus' album Burst. They're a Belgian band. Um, I, they, I don't know how the, like, I don't know how half the time I find out about music. It's usually, like, through Facebook yeah. or something, or, like, a song pops up somewhere else, but I heard all along... And I was like, man, that is fucking catchy as shit. And it kind of reminded me of this band White Lung, which I super fucking love. Um, Because it's just like, uh, White Lung is like super fast punk uh, rock guitar. Just like, it's like so good. And I saw them live and it was, it was all right. I think the audio was pretty shitty for them. So that might have been, have something to do with it. But so I was like, oh, they sound a lot like White Lung. And I was kind of against that. I was like, this is too much. But I heard all along and then I listened to Drive right after that. And I was like, "Yeah, this is cool. And so I went to iTunes just to see like when it was coming out, if it was already out. And I had to wait a couple of days. I had to wait a couple of days, but it was like a $7.99 album. I was like, I'm going to take a gamble because I want something new and a little different that I wouldn't normally gravitate towards. And so I bought it and I do not regret it. I think this album is fucking incredible. Um, they have a guitarist, a drummer, and a bass player. And the drummer is a lady and she sings. And that... Anytime any drummer can can sing and play drums, it blows my mind. Because I can't play drums to save my life. So if you can let alone play drums and then sing, I'm just like, how the fuck? But uh, I love her voice uh, because it's like it's not like it's not like good singing. It's just like it seems like it's from the heart or from like the guts. You know, it's just like yeah, she's yeah. just belting these lyrics it's, out because she's got to get them out. Yeah. And, it, 
it's kind of like Julie Christmas, you know, in, yeah. in a certain similar vein. You know, I mean, it has that coarse, like it's melodic, but it also has that like aggressive kind of coarseness to it. Yeah, and um, I just I love the mix of like just like they go through almost every style of punk rock music to hardcore to fucking thrash metal to just like yeah some of their fucking real. breakdowns are pretty fucking good like yeah. um they even get some like kind of like uh there's one song i can't remember it right now but they have like kind of this breakdown like a breakdown in it that sounds like something right out of a fucking death heaven record man but yeah, I, it like it's, it's just i don't know it's just like they're just good fucking musicians dude i think the drumming's fucking incredible too <laughs> But the guitar is so good. Yeah. Um, it's just fucking rocks, man. It's just a good fucking rock record. And uh, they're, like, I think if I had to pick out one negative thing, I don't really care for the song Baby Seal. And yeah. it's not musically. I just don't like the lyrics because it's just about a baby seal, like getting like her mom getting killed. But yeah. it's not like it's not really telling a story. It's just like a couple of lines over and over again. And I think it's like the weakest yeah. song. But musically, it's fucking a cool track. And I think her vocals are really good on it. It's just like once you know like what it's saying, it's just like I don't. I mean, maybe it's a very like yeah. Belgian thing or something. I don't know. But maybe they just added it or something. Yeah, maybe it was just like uh, it was like a B-side or something, and then they just wanted to get eleven tracks on there because they're like, oh, we can add another one, and they're like, oh, put this one on there, you yeah. know? Because maybe it, like they all liked it or something because of its like the simple lyrics or whatever. But this is also another one that's a lot about like it seems like it's a lot about heartbreak or you know being lonely and yeah. uh, you know I don't know some of the lyrics they're kind of depressing, but. Yeah. Man, it's just such it's such I a fucking it. like just it's fast. I don't think the longest song might be the the last one. <laughs> I mean, it's an only 39 minute album, so it's like they kind of get through this. They don't waste a lot of time. Uh, they just they just rock, and I fucking love it for that because you know yeah. uh, I recently listened to this band called Dryin, which I told you to listen to. I don't know if you got a chance to, but they're oh, definitely like a they're definitely like a seven song on a track so a lot of their songs are eight to nine minutes good stuff i really enjoy it but it was kind of nice to just it's nice to just see something that's hard and intense and it just fucking hits you in the face man i fucking love it and you know i think her vocals are just astounding like just uh me too because i think she gets so many different like pitches and like but I don't. She's not trying to. I think it, like I love it because it just seems so raw, not thought. She's yeah. She's allowing like she, for some of that rawness to kind of come through. I love female vocalists that are like that. Yeah, but yeah. What do you think? Um, I really love this album. I've been playing it for the last like three or four days uh, since you recommended it. Um, I love like you know it's got the same similar kind of like emotional content that Touche Amour's Stage Four does you know mm-hmm. maybe not quite as intense but it's definitely like relationshipy melancholy breakup kind of stuff. Um, I was going through a funk the last couple of days so it was like a nice soundtrack and really like got me you know it was like it was going along with some of my frame of mind and um, and you know musically they they kind of they experiment with a lot of different things at times I was like those guitars sound like you know, like at the drive-in or something, or mm-hmm. something from that same time, you know, or engine down or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, I love the song, let me put it up. Um, I like, like most, the whole album just flows so nicely. You can listen to it over and over. I, I found it repeating a few times. I love mm-hmm. Drive, I love All Along March, you know, like 
they're all good. I like Bird a lot. It's like yeah, the, it seems great. like one one of the sadder sadder ones, kind of like near the beginning. And it's just the way it builds, you know, and it comes from this really pathetic, kind of weak sounding, melancholy place to just building to this like kind of like heavy, emotional thumping. You know what I mean? Like good groovy album. You know, you, I was bobbing my head to it most of the time. Uh, and I love the tonality of it, you know what I mean? Like earlier, we were talking about Crow on the Superhouse chat thing. Yeah. And there's a couple of bands like that I, I think would be great for a Crow film. I think this band would be really good in the soundtrack, you know what I mean? Um, that and Ides of Gemini is another band that's kind of like dark and like, you know, rocky, sometimes kind of metal, sometimes kind of hardcore, like real distinct. Um, and then her, her vocals. I love her voice. It's so, you know, it's not even that it's so unique, but it's very real. Like you feel, I feel like you're, you're, you know, this girl's giving a lot in her performances and her recordings and everything. And yeah, at times it reminded me of like Julie Christmas and that kind of mm -hmm. like emotional flutter that they kind of get and the, uh, you know, the, the pathos or whatever that's there such a good album i've been listening to it it's been like the perfect soundtrack for it's been rainy here the last few days so it's been like nice to go with the rain and everything that kind of melancholy mood which i yeah. think sometimes is is very necessary yeah for one's state of being <laughs> such a good album <laughs> yeah what have you been listening to besides um what we talk yeah, about? What have i've been listening to let me see here been listening to a lot of the at the drive-in album still interalia yeah um i love it i could listen to it once a day i love listen to it like kind of familiarize myself with it and like jam out you know i'm coming i'm gonna go, go see them um pretty soon i think july 8th oh cool and uh or no june 13th what am i talking about july 8th is ghost i'm going to ghost again um Sweet. But uh, but I'm just like I'm super excited, so I listen to that, and I love the album. I really like it. You know, it's not, you know, it's not better than Relationship of Command or mm -hmm. In Casino Out even, but it's still really quality, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to Heartless still a lot because I saw Paul Bearer recently. Oh yeah, I saw them. Um, and they're just like a powerful show, man. I I just had so much fun. They were so good. I was just hit. I was at the front of the stage. My hand was bruised because I was pounding on the stage when I was headbanging, you know. And I was just, I just went, you know. And there was like, you know, right now it's like kind of spring now. Everybody's going out and stuff, and everybody's eyeballing up the the choice meat for the season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a couple of girls, not to brag or anything, but I had a couple of girls that were kind of like sidling up to me and stuff like that, trying to get me to talk <laughs> to them. But I was like totally like blowing them off. I was like, nah, fucking Paul Bearer. I'm feeling something right now, you know what I mean? Like, Heartless is all just like this kind of lonely, melancholy thing. I was like, I ain't flirting tonight. <laughs> and uh, it was such a good show, so you listen to that one. I've been listening to Brendan Small's Galacticon. Um, this is the project that Brendan Small's been doing since uh, Metalocalypse has mm -hmm. been on indefinite hiatus uh, or altogether dead in the water. <laughs> um, but Galacticon is cool. It's kind of like rock opera y. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a mix of, you know, like the heaviness of, of Death Clock, but mm -hmm. a lot of the kind of lighter operatic um, kind of stuff he was doing in home movies when he's making those little rock opera things. 
Um, so at times it's kind of cheesy, but it's real fun to listen to. But there are some like there's a good five or six like just awesome tracks. So if you're missing, you know, if you've run run Death Clock into the ground listening to it, check out Galacticon because it's it's Brendan Small. You know what I mean? At times it's kind of cheesy. You know, it reminds me of not even that cheesy, but it reminds me of like um, uh, what's the Between Buried and Me's newest album. Um, I forgot that one's called something Eclipse or something. It's like a rock yeah, yeah. opera kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it's fun to listen to a few times. My favorite track off of that is called Beast Blade, and it's just <laughs> like it's 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 not even it's like Brendan Small just being a badass metal dude. It's you know I'm sure it fits into his project or whatever, but it's just like it seems so like raw and from the hip. You know, it's just this really fucking nice metal track. Cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, just kind of same old stuff. Still Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, Emperor of Sand, maybe about once every couple days. Um, I gotta get some new stuff. I'm starting to get, it's starting to get stale. Brutus was a good find, but other than that, I, I need some new music this week. I think. Yeah. Um, I was. I also have been listening to uh, Full of Hell's new record, uh, Trumpeting mm-hmm. Ecstasy, and that is 23 minutes of fucking brutality. Yeah. And that drummer is fucking intense, dude. I was watching videos of this dude yeah. play, and I was like, dude, man, that dude's just like he's doing he's doing work, son. He's doing work. Yeah. <laughs> it's showing ridiculous. up, clocking in. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but really cool. Definitely like the vocals on it. I guess. Uh, yeah, they did something different with this. They got like, I guess their bass player is like doing more like super low growly vocals, and the lead okay. singer does a more higher kind of gra- uh, screechy kind of growl kind of thing, I yeah. guess you could say. Cool. And I really like it. And it's just like it's nonstop. Uh, they do have some chill moments. They have like a girl singer that comes in to do a weird kind of choiry thing, like towards the yeah. end of the album. It's weird. Uh, good track to listen to is "Crawling Back to God." That one's pretty brutal, man, and it just ends okay. with them screaming, "Crawling Back to God!" And it was, yeah. I was just like, "Man, awesome. this is my shit." Um, but yeah, definitely awesome. a cool fucking short record. Uh, talking yeah. about just like to the point. Like I think their longest song might be three minutes long. So, you know, it's just yeah. like these okay. guys. You know, they clock in, they clock out, man. We made a record, twenty-three minutes long. Here you go, enjoy. Yeah, I like just that. some good, awesome. just some good grindcore, man. But. Yeah, just uh, I think it's like four dudes doing it. So, okay, you know, and, and they have to check that one out this week. It, it sounds good. I totally forgot about it, um, but I'm glad I spent as much time on Brutus as I did because it's been. I love that shit. Oh yeah, so uh, too good. Man, that fucking album is. Uh, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, there's nothing more satisfying when you pick something up that you're kind of taking a gamble on because you've heard like a song or two, and then yeah, it's, it and fully it, pays yeah. off. You know, yeah. Um, so I mean, I just I love that feeling when you take a gamble and you're like you end up loving something or that becomes like part of your your totally. rotation. You, you were talking forever. about you were talking about like maybe getting a CD or something like your dad would probably buy you a CD or whatever. Like back in yeah. the day when you could buy CDs, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times, a lot of stores, you know, would let you listen on headphones and try the album out and stuff, see if you liked it, but. Um, which was cool and then but there was a lot of albums that I went like the dark first darkest hour album I bought um, uh, decent, Awesome decent metal band check them out um, I didn't know any of the I didn't heard a thing I just heard it at the store and I was like I don't even this was like one of my first like metal albums that wasn't Pantera or Tool or Sepultura, you know, it was like this whole different layer 
um, and I remember the excitement of, of cashing in on that gamble, it paying off, and just like being sparked to a whole new group of musicians and shit. Yeah, I like it's weird uh, where I, like when I was growing up, we only had like Walmart, so like that's the only place you could get CDs at. So yeah, and then we got like an Fye at some point or a Sam Goody, whatever the fuck it was called, same kind of thing. But everything yeah, was so expensive Sam there. Goes, I remember Sam going in there. I remember oh, going running into out of this. Sam Goody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just remember that's uh, going back to at the drive-in. I remember picking up, didn't hear anything off of Relationship of Command, had no idea who at the drive-in was, but I thought the album cover was so fucking cool, I just needed to know what that sounded like. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. And I fucking fell in love with that. And then I remember spreading it around to, like, my friends in town. And they were like, dude, this is fucking awesome. How'd you hear about it? I was like, I just bought it. I was yeah. the same goody, and it looked cool, so I bought it. And, you know, that's, you know, I don't know. But it sucks, because, yeah. like, a lot of my music, like, I would play in bands, and then, like, you meet people who could, like, because I was too young, I didn't have a car then. And then I'd yeah. meet, like, older people who would, like, drive to, like, Lexington and go to the record store there, and they would be like, oh, I made you, like, this compilation tape of all this punk shit. Or they'd be like, oh, here, borrow this... Fugazi album or yeah. you know and it would just be like that was like most of my uh, as most of my music knowledge at that time was just yeah. passed down albums and like stuff I should be hearing or you know then the internet came out and it was like way easier just to order some shit yeah I got a lot so. of albums uh, recommendations that, well not you broke up for a second Stefan Is that better? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, fuck, man. What was I talking about? You're talking, we were talking about how, like, we got music back in the day, and you were, um... Oh, yeah. You are about to start your rant oh, on it. Yeah, so I was just gonna say, um, then, so we'll just finish out the show, and hopefully we'll have something. Um, <laughs> uh, all I was gonna say was, like, I used to get music from, like, skate magazines and stuff. That's where I found my first mm -hmm. Thrice record, and... Uh, at the drive-in actually or not at the drive-in um probably at the drive-in but darkest hour uh, uh their first album not their first album like their third album was it called um fuck i forgot what it was called but anyway i used to get a lot of stuff out of skate magazines or we had like an, an indie like a public not public access but like uh public television public broadcasting pbs yeah and uh, there was a show where they would play like, you know, like indie rock or that's where I found out about Hot Hot Heat and stuff like that. Like a music video show. Yeah. I think those were a lot of the sources for me. Oh, 120 Minutes for sure by Matt Pinfield on MTV. That's where yeah. I got a lot of oh, my yeah. music too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have cable for a long time. My brother, my oldest brother used to introduce me to a lot of music. But now, nowadays I'm like, I don't really like his tape. Is some sort of, yeah. I wouldn't have liked him back then, you know. As a music lover now, I'd have been like, "What? He's serious." But yeah. he did introduce. He, I remember he would bump that um, Cheryl Crow's first album a lot. Like it was like the big thing. Like this is hot. You know what I mean? Oh my god, dude! Ugh. Yeah, all through the house like Saturday, and he'd be like rocking out to it and stuff. And just like really kind of like, you know, he listens to Bruno Mars sometimes now. And yeah, he's a he's a talented jazz musician. He's like an amazing horn player. Um, but some of the music it listens to is like kind of corny as fuck. Um, that's that's strange. <laughs> I don't think he listens to this uh, this show, so I'm not too worried about him finding out what I'm saying about it. Yeah. 
but um <laughs> but yeah back in the day it was there was a different sort of like excitement now like with spotify and everything like you can find albums digitally and stuff and i think it's cool that you can pluck things right out of the air like that and it's yeah. cheap um but there is there is a lot lost you know back in the day um, but i think that's why vinyl is like such an awesome thing to do now because it's kind of like you know collecting anything it's just like this record or this thing that happened in time and you can revisit it without it just being on your hard drive or just being streamed from somewhere yeah i i, I love it because i'll just go record shopping like oh this is like that the that band drying um I was just like, oh, this cover is cool. And like, it was just like on the front, they had a little sticker through, I think it's Season of Mist. And I think they like did the, I think they're like a Georgia label or something. And they do like Kylesa. And I think Baroness was yeah. probably on there for a minute. And oh, cool. Um, so they were on there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I like that label. I like a lot of stuff on it. So I was like, oh, I can preview this real quick on Spotify to see if I actually like it. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, like, what the fuck were we doing before we could preview stuff, you know? <laughs> but yeah, totally. Going back to like, uh, I'm like the person who introduces my sister to music. I'm like, oh, you like this, you like that. But she was like, the other day, she's like, oh, have you heard the new Depeche Mode album? I was like, no, but I've been wanting to get into them a little more. And I was like, yeah, this is coming at the right time. This is kind of weird. Cause like me and my sister, like we're, we're, we're like close, but like, you know, we can go like weeks without talking to one another and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, it's fine you know um yeah but she was like oh you gotta hear it it's so good i she's like i just picked it up randomly i just wanted something new to listen to and i heard it was good and that new album's fucking great man i fucking love it new and the one before, cool yeah and um so it's nice when she like gets into stuff because uh she'll be like oh you need to check out this or do this or i'll be like oh yeah the, i've heard them you should listen to this because i was like oh you should listen to the album before this newest depeche mode because it's like in the similar vein it's a little more like I guess poppy because I think Depeche Mode like their other stuff is kind of poppy but it's like got that weird kind of like 80s feel to it as well yeah or, but um you know but it's cool I like it I like when siblings like 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 you get down with the same kind of music but it also can introduce you to something new too it's always nice yeah. to hear that so yeah. yeah my brother Carlos actually he's introduced me to At The Drive-In mm-hmm. um, but at the time he he was kind of all over the place you know he had good ear for music back then <laughs> or pretty good eye for like for like new shit but at the time you yeah. also like listening to like disturbed and and just like whatever you know that was kind of like mostly stuff we'd find from magazines and i guess they had the earlier part of the internet um he doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. that into, into music that much nowadays you know other than like just kind of like you know like some hip-hop kind of stuff here and there um mm-hmm. but i remember back in the Mars volta uh you know, he, oh, what was that one band called? Um, fuck. Really good band, really Melember. Um, what it was, but he, he would find like cool indie gems. Oh, because there was a radio station here that had played like a lot of like hip kind of like happening kind of music, you know, like run the gamut of all like the cool, good shit. You know, it was like kind of like, you know, the, you know, they were getting a lot of recommendations from Pitchfork and, you know, putting that shit on there. Um, radio station but you know it was like there was like a mix of like cool shit like that and then a mix of like cheesy ass shit like um you know he used to have some cheesy ass shit as well as good shit <laughs> yeah so we all kind of found our way in our own way and then once once i got once i got got into smoking weed and then i was just like a wiser so i was like consuming new music and just like oh my god i need this i need that i need this um, yeah so that helped <laughs> 
Yeah. It's weird when you listen. Oh, I was just going to say, it's weird, like, because my dad gave me a lot of music to listen to, too. Uh, and it's weird when you, like, I think I've surpassed him with, like, listening to things. Like, I'm glad he introduced yeah. me to the music he did, but it's just like, he'll be like, oh, what are you listening to? And I was like, nothing you'll be interested in. Like, I, I got, like, he, I think the newest thing he really likes is, like, Kings of Leon. Like, he, re I got him that newest uh -huh. CD, and he loves it. And then I also got him that the new Sturgill Simpson record, which is really good if you're... Uh -huh. If you want to go into the country realm a little bit, it's like country Bruce yeah. Springsteen stuff. Okay, yeah, I enjoy the shit that. But uh, he liked both of those, so it's fun when I can get him something new or a little more like his speed. But it's new because mainly he just looks like for like best ofs with of his favorite bands to listen to. Um, so it's fun when he like like the other day, like after Chris Cornell died, he was like, "What Soundgarden album should I get?" Because I he came to visit so he could go see yeah. Alien Covenant. I saw that. And we were listening to um, Down on the Upside. So um, he was like, oh, this is really good. I don't know why I didn't listen to them before. So my dad's probably going to go seek out like every Soundgarden CD now so he can yeah. play it in his car. But it's, cool. my dad's slow. He's slow to the game. Just now getting into the 90s rock. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's cool. In a lot of ways, I am too. Yeah. I, I, like, I didn't really like that grunge movement Like besides like the popular shit. Like I started yeah. listening to Mother Love Bone like a couple of years ago because yeah. I heard uh, Pearl Jam do a cover of Crown of Thorns, and I was like, yeah. "This this song is fucking great." So then I like picked up like the uh, the complete discography of Mother Love Bone, which is like they had like one CD before the guy killed himself or uh, overdosed or something. But a lot of those members were Pearl Jam, um, so. But that shit was really good. And just some of those little bands that like a lot of people didn't listen to, they didn't like get super popular, you know? Um, yeah. Like Mud Honey and stuff. And yeah. some of that stuff's really fucking great, man. But like I didn't have any access to it because I lived in a small ass town. So yeah. it's kind of nice to discover that there's some hidden gems from like the grunge slash 90s alternative realm that I'm just now getting to. So yeah, me too. I like it. There was like the choice stuff, but I actually ended up listening to more Chris Cornell solo stuff and not as much Soundgarden um, kind of yeah. like throughout the uh, early 2000s and stuff like that. Um, he had some nice songs that I liked. That's why I was like, I don't like Audio Slave a little bit um, yeah. more than I think, uh, well, not anymore, Must or less, but I like, I like some of their songs, you know, like I never really was too big on the Audio Slave thing, but. I liked his songwriting. I love his voice, and and so like I listened to it as much. But I've just recently only gone back here the older Soundgarden stuff. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, it's but, fine. It's uh, fine. I love that that first uh, Audio Slave record when Cochise came out. That song was fucking yeah. dude. That song's heavy. I was yeah. like, dang. And some that yeah. record is. There's a lot of good hits on there, and yeah. it's a good. Yeah, I like it. I like I like the second album too. It's got some, you know, it's like some radio friendly ish kind of like rock tunes, but I'm into it. Uh, I remember the first time hearing like Rage Against the Machine members and Chris Cornell. I was like, holy shit, that's gonna be the most amazing band ever, yeah. <laughs> you know. And they were they were fun. They're pretty good. I sing some Audio Slave at karaoke here and there. I am yeah. a player <laughs> like a stone. I crushed that shit. <laughs> I crushed that shit. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I think maybe we should get out of here. That was a good discussion. Uh, yeah. Technical difficulties aside, hopefully. Uh, um, do you got anything else you want to mention before we head out? 
Not really. I mean, just check out those two bands we talked about and everything yeah. else we talked about. Um, you know, definitely. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some good shit for next time as well. So yeah. next time, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast signing off. And this is Maddie from the Superhouse Podcast. See y'all later. Adios, amigos. <laughs>